1: I thought it might be a little fun to do a little poll. We don't need to put anything on the screen. Just a raised hand. I'm just curious. I'm going to do this first and second service because I'm curious. You know where I'm going, right? No? you do not? Okay. Well, then this will be fun. How many of you were up till midnight last night? A shocking number of you, actually. I was was thinking the number for first service was going to be a lot lower. This is why we do polls so that we can find out the truth. But no, I thought, thought, man, I thought this will be like the first service group are going to be the people who went to bed early because they knew they were going to be up coming to worship. And second service people, those are the people who are like, yeah, I'm doing midnight. I don't care if it's Friday night and I have to be at church tomorrow. I'm going to do midnight. And they say confession is good for the soul. I saw Dale Wilson's Facebook post yesterday. He said, y'all, or I may be uh, paraphrasing that. I have a tendency to say something like, y'all, if you're over 40, you best be taking a nap if you think you're going to be up till midnight. And I want to say, I was like, I am over 40, but I am going to prove him wrong. And this morning, I'm just like, oh, I should have listened to Dale. I should have listened to Dale. All right, so with that said, I am so happy that we are in a new year together, right? And transitions are important things. Every time we have a transition from one thing to another, I consider those to be incredibly critical points on the journey. It's like whenever you're getting off on an exit to go to a new road, you kind of have to look in the mirrors. You need to look around. You need to pay attention. It's a little bit different. It's, I mean, you need to pay attention when you're driving down the road. But anytime you start to make a move on or off the road, you really have to pay attention. So that's what I want to talk to you about this morning um, as we take a new year understanding that we have the same Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We want to love you better. We want to love you better this year than we did last year. And so we just pray that through this time together, that would happen. We pray in your name. Amen. So when some of you may have noticed this. When I transitioned from Madison Campus Church to Whole Life Church last year, for those of you who are paying attention, you would have noticed that there was actually a pretty large gap in between when I finished at Madison Campus and when I showed up here. Um, my last sermon, I believe at Madison campus was near the beginning of March. And my first sermon here was the beginning of June. So you see, there was a little bit of a gap there. And so some of you might think, well, what on earth was Ken doing? Was he, you know, what, what took so long? I had a couple of those comments. That's okay. It's good to be wanted. But, I had learned a little bit of a lesson. You see, before, before the last couple transitions in my career have not looked like that. I went from my first pastoral assignment, official pastoral assignment, out at Upper Columbia Academy, um, the Upper Columbia Academy Church. When I transitioned from that to being the youth director in the Kentucky-Tennessee conference, I actually did both jobs at the same time for about two months um, because they were, we thought there would be a little bit more of a transition, but they're like, no, no, we need you in Kentucky 10, but I was already still kind of committed to being out in Washington state. So I actually was flying back and forth and there was some stuff going on there. So that was kind of a little bit crazy. And then when I transitioned between the youth director and the Kentucky Tennessee Conference to being the senior pastor at Madison Campus Church, I did that job for seven months at the same time because they hadn't found a new youth director and they still needed to have their summer camp program run. So I was the senior pastor of a church that's similar size to this church and running the youth programs and the summer camp program at Indian Creek Camp. And I am a slow learner, as you can tell. But I decided when I w- when we were going to be making the transition here that I wanted to do something different this time. I wanted to stop and I wanted to, number one, rest, catch my breath. But more important than that, I wanted to stop and actually reflect. I wanted to take some time to sit down and really ponder what I had learned over the last several years. Specifically, I actually have a list of things that I wrote out that I had learned while I was at Madison campus. It was a list of things that I thought I did right, and a list of things that I felt like I did not do right that I needed to learn from, and a list of things that I said, as I come to Whole Life Church, I want to make sure I keep doing these things, and I want to make sure I don't do these things over here. And so when I got here, I felt refreshed. I felt ready to go, and I was really excited about it, and I am still excited to do it. I can still see the benefits of that extra time that was taken. Because what it meant was that as I sat down and pondered what I wanted to do here, I started thinking about what foundation do I want to lay as I start off. It's easy to show up as a pastor and just do pastor stuff, right? We can Pastors think they know what pastoring means. It means you you go visit some people, you preach, you go ahead and run staff meetings. I mean, there's they do Bible studies with people. And those are all things that pastors do, and I'm not disparaging them. But when they're done without intentionality, without thought, they don't accomplish much besides just filling time. So there was a reason why when I came here that I started off with the first word out of my mouth, standing up here, being Jesus. It wasn't because that week I'd rushed through my sermon preparation, thought, oh, let's just throw that in there is because I'd spent enough a month, over a month, thinking and praying about how I wanted to start off, what I wanted things to look like. And there was a reason why the first series of sermons that you heard from me was, This Is Us, because I wanted to join you in understanding what makes whole life, whole life. I wanted to have a discussion together about our values and lay out a framework for what those values are. And once we'd established our values, what I wanted to do after that is I wanted to take on the most important value. That's why we talked about love is, because I happen to think love is the most important value from a biblical perspective. And so what I wanted to do is clearly define if love is the cornerstone, if Jesus being love is the cornerstone of our faith, I wanted to clearly define what that looks like because we use a lot of words for love that really aren't love. Some of them are lust. Some of them are taste good. Some of them are empathy and sympathy, but they're not what the Bible really completely understands true love, agape love to be. And so I really wanted to lay out a careful foundation for you that we could build on. And that all came because I took some time to stop Rest, breathe, and reflect. As we come into a new year, is a chance for us to do something similar. You may not be able to take a month off. Your employer might say that might be a little excessive. I had vacation time that I was able to use to make that happen for me. But I think these words are very true. And I want I want you to think about this. This Roman philosopher said this. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. I want to think about that for a minute? There may be a few of you that 2022 was the best year of your life. This is a good year for me, to be honest with you. I don't know if I'll use the best year of my life because of COVID. That was a little bit of a damper there. But every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. And as we come into 2022, 2021 has ended and a new year is beginning. And the question I have for you is have you taken a minute? to stop, rest, breathe, and reflect on what 2022 looked like for you emotionally, physically, spiritually? Have you stopped and pondered the lessons that were learned? I'm not just talking about all the things that went right. I'm talking about things that maybe went wrong. Why did they go wrong? Why did they go right? So what I want to do is a little exercise with you that's one of my favorite things to do. You're probably going to see it more than once from me, so just prepare yourself for it because I like doing it at least once a year because I think it's really worth your time. So if you have your phone, I want to invite you to take your phone. You've noticed as a pastor, I, I'm not one to tell you to leave your phone at home. I'm happy to have you have it here because we're going to use them occasionally. Now, if you don't have a phone or a digital device with you, you still may want to go ahead and try to write down what I'm saying. So if you have a little note paper or a pen, go ahead and grab that. If you don't, raise your hand, and we have some people who can bring paper by to you. they would be happy to give it to you. But what I need you to do is I need you to get something that you can write on, something you can write on, Um, a digital device is in my mind, probably the best way of doing this. Um, so if you have something like, uh, some sort of app that you use to make notes in or take notes in, this would be what I'd want you to have open right now. Now, I'm going to tell you this exercise is going to go for seven minutes. Now that sounds like it's a while, but it's going to go really fast. Okay. So the reason I've done it this way is because I do not want you to overthink what we're about to do. Okay. You hear me? Sometimes when we, when you have a little bit of time pressure, it forces you to think a little bit quicker and tell me the truth or tell yourself the truth. Okay. So you with me. So you're going to feel frustrated. You're going to be like, that's not enough time to do this. It's probably not right fast. Okay. And by the way, if you don't do it, for those of you who are the A students in life and get frustrated when you're not able to do exactly what the teacher said, take a lesson from Ken, who is not the greatest student, and be okay with what you did. All right? It'll be okay. It'll be all right. So are we ready to go? Give me a thumbs up if you're ready to go. I got a couple. Okay, here we go. Seven minutes on the clock. I want you to list seven people you admire most. You've got one minute to write this down because I've got seven of these questions. So get busy. List seven people you admire most. Don't overthink it first seven people that come to your mind. Yeah, I know the right answer is Jesus. Write down the seven people that come to your mind first. The seven people. Write it down. Let's not go ahead and do music. Let's go ahead and just let it be quiet for people groaning all right so i don't know if that's seven minutes i i'm, I'm seeing the timer up there i guess like you know what i'll be generous with you i'll go ahead and let it run down to six minutes all right we're going to transition to our next question if you didn't get all seven people that's okay come back to it later Um, let's go ahead. And I can't actually change the slide because I think of the timer probably. Can I change it now? There we go. List the seven most important relationships in your life. Seven most important relationships. Don't overthink it. Just write it down. Seven most important relationships. You can do initials. You do not have to write it all the way out. This is for you. I will not be coming and checking your answers. This is not for me seven most important relationships in your life you've got 37 seconds oh well, you have oh i don't know what you've got now all right i'm actually going to call that one good we're going to move on let's go to seven things you know What does that mean? Whatever you think it means. Listen, tell me seven things you know. What are seven things you know? And again, you don't have to write it out word for word. You can put a symbol or a keyword or whatever you want, but seven things you know. Dale, how many do you have down right now? How many? Dale Wilson, how many How many do you have written down right now? How many do you have uh, things you know? Two? Three. All right, we're going to move on. All right, list seven things you want to know now. Seven things you want to know. So we just talked about the things you know. Now we're going to talk about the things you want to know. Seven things you want to know. Oh, that was my cue to go to the next question. I'm just taking it that way. Let's do that. List your top seven values. Values are things like family, making money, uh, Jesus, hard work, uh, grace, mercy. Those would all be fall into the values category. They may or may not be your values. What are your seven top values? Later on, you can go back and put them in order of most important to least. But right now, seven top values. Albert, how many do you have down? We're moving on then. Albert, Albert did it. You can do it too. Now we're going to the top seven ways you spend your time. Top seven ways you spend your time. Don't overthink this. Just think about it. How do you spend your time? Top seven ways you spend your time. Some of you who are the A students are like, well, is he talking about during an average day or an average week or an average month? However you want to take the question, take it that way. Top seven ways you spend your time. I know you don't have it all written out, but we're just going to keep on moving. List the seven ways you spend your money now. Top seven ways you spend your money. So when that paycheck comes in every week, every two weeks, every month. (laughs) I heard the slap from here, but I'm not going to say anything. So anyway, yeah. I think what you meant is, can you say happiness four times, right? Is that what you meant? Yeah, that's what I thought. Top seven ways you spend your money. Again, you can come back later and reorder them from most money to least money. Okay. All right. I want you to stop that exercise right now and look at me in the eyes. Look at me. Looking at me. Everybody looking at me right here in the eyes. Okay? What I want you to do is go home and finish this list this afternoon. It's okay for a pastor to give homework every once in a while. And I'm giving you some homework to do. You can pick up a sheet out in the lobby that has our reflection questions on them for this sermon. You can see what I've written out. But what I'd like you to do is after you've written out all those questions, I want to ask you a couple questions. What is it, why do you admire those seven people that you admire the most? What is it about them that makes you admire them? How are you like those people? How are you not like those people? Listen, and when you, then what, what about how do the people you admire reflect and inspire your values? So you look at your values. Do your values line up with the people that you admire? Do they share the same values you do? What about how does your how do you spend your time reflect the most important relationships in your life? You listed out the seven top ways you spent your time. How does that reflect the most important relationships in your life? How does what you know impact what you share? How does does what you know impact what you share? How how will you go about learning what you want to know? How does your money align with your values? So you can take this list of seven things and you can start doing some cross-checking on it, can't you? Because the Bible tells us that where our money is, there our heart will be also. So I always think that looking at my finances gives me a pretty good idea of what I think is important in life. But the thing that money actually can be accumulated, what can't be accumulated, is time. And so for me, the truest test of what my values are is how I'm spending my time. Am I spending my time on the things that I say I value, like my family? God, at church, or is my time being spent in other things? And I don't, I'm, let's just be honest, we all probably have to work at jobs where we're putting in a lot of time. Does that mean that because I work more hours than I spend in church, that that's more important? No, of course not. But it perhaps could, if you are working more than you have to, is that because you're trying to dodge being at home? Is that because you would rather work to earn money than volunteer time to support community projects? Just things to think about. No judgment here. This is for you to go ahead and ponder and think about. All right? I'd like you to do one more thing for me. As you reflect on your list of sevens and what they say about you, if you could only accomplish one thing in this next year, what would it be? As a pastor, one of the things that I've tried to change is I used to tell people, you know, make multiple goals for yourself. And I've realized that just like me, usually you need just one thing to focus on. So if, it's going to, if you were going to focus on one thing this year, one thing that was important that you needed to change, that you needed to improve, that you needed to grow, that whatever, one thing, what would it be? And then what will you do to make that happen? What will you do to make that happen? Here's what I want you to know, though. Sometimes it's easy to get discouraged as we look at our list. We can go, man, I'm just not doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. But I want to encourage you with this. A very wise lady, who I believe let God speak through her, said, We have nothing to fear for the future except as we forget the way the Lord has led us and his teachings in our past history. That lady was a lady by the name of Ellen White. And I truly believe that as I look at how my life has been led, that I can see God's hands through the mistakes and through the good times, through the hard times, through the peaks and the valleys. And I know that the same Jesus that has been with me in 2021 will be with me in 2022. And if I fail in 2022, it does not take Jesus away from me because I'm going to hold on to the feet of Jesus no matter what. I'm not going to let go. And the good news is he's not trying to get away from me. Okay? So that's why we're going to do communion. This week I had some thoughts about whether I should have done communion again. And I came to peace with them. Because we did communion last Friday night a week ago Friday night. And I thought, wow, two, two communions that close together. Did I make a mistake? And then I thought, no, I, I'm really glad that we're doing this. And the reason I'm really glad that we're doing it is because I believe we should end the year with Jesus in us and begin the new year with Jesus in us. And so as we partake of communion today, what I want you to know is when you think about that one thing you're going to accomplish this year, the only way you will accomplish it is if you have Jesus' body in you and his blood covering you. All right? So we are going to dismiss from the back for you to come up and pick up um, the uh, communion emblems. I'd invite you uh, to wait till you're ushered from the back to the front. You'll be ushered up here. When you come forward, please do not grab one of the emblems. We want to hand it to you. So please allow us to hand it to you. When you return to your seat, you're more than welcome to start the process of opening it can be a little bit tricky, trying to get the little cellophane off of the uh, off of the communion wafer. If you can see what I'm doing here, it's a clear little plastic thing, and the wafer is the little white emblem right here, okay? So you might want to kind of get that loosened up and ready to go, but I'd encourage you probably not to open up the grape juice just yet, um, and uh, you just wait until everybody's received. We're going to be seeing some music while you are receiving the emblems once uh, we, you have done. You're done receiving those emblems, and the music is over. I will come up and lead you out and partaking of those emblems. So, uh, thank you, and just pay attention to who's ushering you out. I'd invite you to remove the clear plastic and take out the wafer that you will find there. When you have that wafer in your hand. I would invite you to think that for our sins, Jesus was willing to allow his body to be broken. And so I invite you to break that wafer with me in two. The Bible tells us that on the night before Jesus was crucified, he met with his disciples in an upper room. And there he took bread, he broke it, and he said, this is my body broken for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus and his body that was broken for us. And just as bread gives strength, may we take Jesus in us each day to give us the strength to live for you. We pray in your name. Amen. Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you. In the same way, after Jesus had broken the bread, he took a cup of wine. He held it up to his disciples and he said, this this is my blood, the blood that seals a new covenant between God and man. Blood in the Bible always represented life so as Jesus told his disciples to drink that, that cup, he was saying, put my life in you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we take this cup in this new year, we reaffirm a covenant that was made when Jesus died. And we look forward today when we, to the day when we will drink this cup with Jesus in the kingdom made new. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Jesus said, take, drink. It is my sincere prayer that as you have taken partake partaken of these emblems of Jesus, that you will be reminded that you need Jesus' body and his blood in you, not just when we partake of communion, but every single moment of every single day. And I pray that this 2022, that you would be filled with Jesus. As we leave today, there will be uh, people at the doors to take up an offering. That offering goes exclusively to help those who are in financial need. So if you would like to help those in financial need here in our community, then I would invite you to give to those who will be standing at the door. Um, and, uh, And if you are not able to do that, because like me, you don't carry cash around in your wallet anymore, um, then you are more than welcome to go on to Whole Life Church's website, to our online giving platform, and to give there to our community assistance funds or any other fund. I would again invite you to regularly give to our church budget here at Whole Life and to tithe um, because those things fund our values and our mission, and um, they help us do what God has called us to do. And so I thank you for how you participate in helping further that mission. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. And we want you to be the most important thing in this new year. We pray in your name. Amen. God bless you. You know I love you. Love your
0: family. Go love your world. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church, and our podcasts, Speaking of Grace, and its companion, 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, Don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians. All focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.